Hello everyone, and welcome back to Agents of Damned, our Let's Play D&D podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman. And as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie, and I play Saith. Hey guys, I'm Christina, and I play Winterra. And hello everyone, I'm Drew McLean, and I play the good Dr. Arlo Aegon. Feels like it's been a while since we all got back together, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it does feel it like it's does. been a little bit. How long has it been since our last recording? Uh, it's been over a week, that's for damn sure. So we, uh, we have been away for a bit. Well, let's get to it. Give us that down low from the last episode, bro. Ah, a recap? Hello. I believe that would be in order. Let's do it. Last time, the agents had their first meeting with Ulrich, one of the guardians of the Midnight Woods and Winterra's father. After an exchange of pleasantries and a quick battle with a corpse-toting plant, Ulrich guided the agents to the Dark Knight family cave. Once there, Winterra was violently greeted by her brother Erwin, who promptly pinned her in a friendly wrestling match. After Winterra's mother, Holly, returned home, the agents questioned the shifters to see if they knew anything about Granifor or the Yuan-Ti. They confirmed that the locals had started acting strangely only a week after Granifor's arrival, as well as learning about another Yuan-Ti in the village named Nelg. The agents bid them farewell and returned to Silvery Moon. Once there, they rendezvoused with Second Chance just outside of the aforementioned Nelg's place of business. Raylan told the agents that they had learned about Sasava, Granivore's aide, making unexpected late-night visits out of the village back to the Yuan-Ti temple in order to meet with someone. However, before following up on that lead, the group instead chose to speak with Niavara once again, realizing that she is likely the only person resistant to the charming magics that seem to be taking hold of the town. After securing an audience with her in her private study, Niavara turned to the agents and Second Chance and said, So, what would you like to ask? And so, we resume our tale. As mentioned, you guys are all in her private study. She has closed the doors, so it is completely shut off. And it is up to you guys now. What do you ask her? Wait, can you do the recap again? I wasn't looking. Anyone who actually wants to take this fucking seriously <laughs> for a hot goddamn second? Uh, Alright there, so um, we've uh, we've managed to find out a couple of things about the, uh, the goings-on, or at the very least we've got some working theories. Um, what it appears to be is that the, um, the general populace might be under the effect of, um, and don't quote me on this and do not freak out, uh, some manner of charm. What? Uh, we wanted to... Hey, hey, what did I just say? I made no such promises. Keep talking. Alright, so we believe they might be under some manner of charm. We're going to continue our investigation in that direction tonight. Uh, but we wanted to, you know, you don't seem to be under the effects of said charm. So we wanted to kind of pick your brain as to, you know, anything that you might know of that might have been like protecting you or... If there's any particular instance roughly about a week ago when they showed up that you feel like you were resisting a, a, a magical thrall going on there, it's a, you know, questions on, along that line. 
Well, I didn't notice anything of that nature. As for why I would be unaffected, I need to remind you that I was the apprentice of the previous head of this town, an incredibly powerful wizard. And as such, my magical skills are nothing to scoff at themselves. So, that plus my elven lineage would make me highly resistant to charm-based magics. That being said, if you're telling me that this beholder just marched his way- floated his way, rather, into town with an army of snake people, Sneeple, if you will, and then decided to just charm the residents of this town, that, that that's election fraud! Well, remember, we need to keep level heads, we need to stay calm. That would indeed be election fraud, which would be one of the main reasons we're here. However, our greater fear is there might be an underlying threat beneath that. There's another threat besides the Beholder? That would be your underlying threat, yes. It's not about the election. It's not even the Beholder that's under the control of the election. In fact, it would be the Sneeple. When I was speaking to Granifor earlier this afternoon, I found that when Granifor started to lose control of himself, the uh, assistant that he had with him, Sasaba Melon, he uh, would pull out a uh, charm which glowed, and then Granifor calmed right down. I believe it might be the very same charm that the people of this town are under. Well... I spoke to Sasaba about that when I first met with Granifor. He told me that the charm is used to calm the emotions of Granifor, and it can work on anyone, but it doesn't have any sort of hypnotic abilities, at least not based off what he told me. Though, of course, I wasn't allowed to actually look at or inspect it personally, but... Especially now with what you're telling me... <sighs> if we were to get our hands on it, what would you recommend in terms of inspecting it to find out if it does indeed have hypnotic ability? Bring it to me. I can have it identified within an hour. Easy. Understood. Well, we, we do want to hold on one second. Now, there is the element that we want to make sure that this amulet does not have any hypnotic sway over the town. However, there is also the... Um, rather important element that the the amulet seems to be the only thing that keeps Granifor from uh, tearing us all a, a structurally superfluous new behind. Uh, you see Niavra kind of looks shocked as you say that, almost as if she had forgotten about that element of this. <laughs> oh, um, right, yes, I suppose we can't separate the two of them without putting the town at risk. Um, Excellent work. I, um... So, so what would you recommend? Well, currently my recommendation is rather than sussing out the amulet as, you know, assuming that the amulet is the source of the hypnotic abilities, after we have our little, um... We'll call it, um... What have you, reconnaissance mission tonight, we'll have more information to work with as far as possibly knowing how Sasaba is exerting this control, or if Sasaba is the one exerting that control. If it turns out that the amulet is uh, incidental, or if it's key to their plans, getting a little bit more information might let, allow us to know uh, which avenue to go down. 
but uh, the risk of Granifor just kind of uh, you know going postal in this town is not something I want to take without uh, doing my due diligence of uh, figuring out what's going on. Yes, I suppose that would be for the best. Um, if you don't mind me asking, you mentioned reconnaissance that you are doing tonight. Um, of what exactly are you looking into at this point? Well, we, we, we trust you quite a deal, ma'am, but some things that we are uh, doing do still need to remain classified. Uh, roll perception. Do I have any bonuses from things on... Um, from Big Betty's, I feel like uh, I did. You do, you yeah, have... so you should... Do... You should still have, um... Do you have proficiency already in perception? Uh, I do not. Um, okay. persuasion so is what I asked for, not perception. proficiency on it. Oh, persuasion? Yes. Oh. oh, that's so much worse. Oh. <laughs> that's infinitely worse. You didn't say perception. Oh, you didn't say I perception. don't like that. Oh, I meant you, persuasion. You no, you did, did say, say perception. perception. I meant persuasion. Oh god, that's so much worse. Okay, so with my proficiency bonus added to a whopping zero to my um, regular charisma base bonus, um, and the five that I rolled, that is an eight. Mm, that is not gonna do it. <laughs> and I hope you will forgive me, sir, but... As one of the current running mates of this town, as well as the apprentice of the former head, and apparently the only person who is capable of thinking my own free thoughts without snake people invading my mind and making me think, oh, everything's okay, I'm going to insist that you be a little more open as to the nature of what it is you're investigating so I can keep my town safe. We will do everything in our possible effort to make sure that the town does indeed stay safe. However, we still need to keep you safe as well. And that may mean that you don't know everything that we do. I assure you, I'm quite capable of handling myself in an emergency situation. As I said, I was trained by one of the most powerful wizards in the world. I myself am more than capable of using the arcane arts in order to fend off any possible threat that may come my way or this town's way, I assure you. Well, Captain, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have nothing. (laughs) Alright, ma'am, let me... Ma'am, let's let's walk it back a bit. So... Uh, this is not to, you know, cast shade or dispersion on your abilities here, but uh, when we told you that there might be a chance that the amulet might be causing some mind effect, you know, mind altering effects around the town, uh, you did have a bit of a knee jerk reaction there uh, that could have put people in danger. Now, again, this is not to cast dispersion on your abilities, but it also goes to show that you know your profession lies elsewhere. And our profession lies with taking care of things on our end. We, it's not that we don't think that you're capable or that you're, you know, bad at your job. It's quite the opposite. We think that, uh, you know, you've got your, uh, your place in this and we have ours. And sometimes that means we're not going to be able to share everything with you. In fact, we're sharing much more with you than we should, but that's because we trust you. Roll persuasion one more time, this time with advantage. Fuck yeah. Ooh, that that sounded is good. A nineteen. That one is going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I. 
I don't like the idea of playing a passive role, but I suppose you have a point. Very well. Is there anything else I can assist you with as far as information goes? Tara actually chimes in at this point, and she says, Actually, I was wondering, during the next few days, are there any times that the three of you, as the candidates, are planning on gathering in front of the rest of the town for any kind of, like, last-minute discussions or debates? Well, we each have our own individual campaigning that we do from time to time, and that's usually kept independent, and we try and avoid the others during that time. You know, just out of respect and all sorts of things. However, the day before all the final votes are put in, so two days before the announcement, which for you guys means day five, there will be one final gathering of us all where we will have a debate of sorts and explain why we are the best and attempt to retort the other two. Um, Afterwards, we won't be together again officially until the actual announcing of the results. Tara nods and she says, okay, that's good for us to know as far as planning goes, Um, just going forward. Um, I was just curious since I don't think we had heard anything about that. Well, you haven't been here for terribly long, so I can't say I'm shocked about that. It's only been, what, a day, day and a half for you? Was that all you needed from me? Uh, for the time being, yes, but uh, as we, you know, we continue on our path here, if we do not have things resolved by debate day, I would advise you to be additionally cautious. And in between then and now, I mean, I know I don't have to tell you this, but I will anyway, uh, do your best not to tip your hand. Act naturally around everyone else, especially Granifor and his following of Sneeple. Sir, I assure you, I am more than capable of minding the words that I say and letting the people only hear what they want to hear. After all, I'm a politician. (laughs) Got him. Pointing at social commentary. (laughs) Topical. Uh, Alright, so I assume you guys head out? Yep. As you guys leave... Each of you roll me a perception check. Now that I am good at. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant persuasion. You're an asshole. <laughs> You're an absolute asshole. I'm I'm got a 23. Okay. I got a 25. I got 22. Okay. Hot damn. As you guys leave, you notice that... As mentioned before, this place is not only an archive of books, but also of magical relics. And you see that there is, um, Arlo, you remember that there was a lot of yuan tea there the first time you were there as well. But now you all take a closer look and notice that they seem to be focusing primarily in on some of the artifacts. And with how high you rolled, I will say you notice the highest collection of yuan tea eyeing a particular dagger. That is suspicious. Suspicious indeed. Can I tell from the distance I'm at um, what the dagger is? Like, is there like a plaque on it that says what it is? 
not from where you can see. However, you can see that it is decorated as such that the handle appears to be the head of a serpent with the blade coming out of its mouth. Hmm. Are we still near um, Niavra? No, you would have left her study by this point. Okay, so it was when we were leaving. Okay. Yes, this is, this is an as you were leaving thing. If you guys want to do something off of this, you can, but otherwise I'm assuming you're just walking out the door. I would like to kind of like, I guess kind of... Can I do, like, an arcana check or something on the, the dagger, or, like, a history check to be like, oh, do I recognize this dagger from, like, books or some shit? Yes. I'll say, um, history in your case. Safe could also All just right, be a big money, big money. and go see if she can just get, like, near it enough to look at it. She's pretty quiet. I am really sneaky. That's... She is very sneaky. And I only got an 11. Yeah, and no. I can read so in I every language. Cut it. If you would like to attempt to uh, sneak up on that thing and try and get some more info on that, you are free to do so. That's that's gonna do it. You don't know what my DC I'm is. I'm not even gonna say that. You really? Do I really have to do the math? It's forty-two. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> what in the ass? I'm sorry. That's not going to do it. Yeah, no, you fully get up there and. I think anything above a 30 is an automatic success in most cases, right? <laughs> Depends on how big of an ass I feel like being, but even in my wildest dreams, I would not have set a DC 40 for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, safe. Um, blinks out of existence and blinks back into existence. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys don't even notice she's gone. Um, but, safe, you managed to get up Did closer- I even exist at all? Uh, you manage to get up closer to it, blend into the crowd, and you see that there is in fact a plaque that names it as the Fang of Mershalk. The Fang of Rashalk? Mershalk. M-E-R-R-S-H-A-U-L-K. The Fang of Merle Shark. Yes. Merle Shark. Okay. Alright. Um, is there any texts near it that might provide more information? Nope. Can I run a history check? Yes. How does 21 do? I'm not being an asshole when I say this. Not enough. Damn it. Mm. Oh shit. That was a nat 22. Sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm just gonna go back to the group real quick and let them know what it is. Alright, you uh, rejoin the group. They did not know you even left, so the fact that you have new information for them is weird. And instead of saying it out loud, I'm gonna pull out a pen and a piece of paper from my bag and write it down and hand it to them. Uh, I was gonna say that, like, as soon as, like, you, like, show up, like, you startle Arlo, like, ah, gee, ah, fuck. And draw attention to myself? Does that sound like <laughs> no. a good idea? Oh my god, you're learning! You guys make your way out of the archives. Uh, Saith has provided you all with a note telling you that the name of said dagger, as you all noticed, uh, is the Fang of Mershalk. And... I would say at this point, it's probably about... 2 in the afternoon... 
So you guys still have time to do stuff before you have your nighttime escapades. Is there anything else you guys want to do? Anything you want to talk about? Ooh, I have an idea. I I want to study more up it. on that dagger. I want to study up more study on the Study more up on the, the fang. True. What'd you say? Oh, I, say I had a similar idea and I was going to um, essentially just like call in and say like, hey, Ryan, can you have Bookworm run a, a search through her library on uh, the fang of Mershalk? Oh, all right. Uh, do you want? Yeah, I'm starting That's to learn how to use our resources and shit. Do you want to um, roleplay that one out, or just say that you have that one done and she gets back to you later? Oh, yeah, we'll roleplay it out. So Arlo pulls out a speaking stone and uh, calls Ryan. We're still in public! Hey there! Wait, what? We're, we're still in we're public! Not talking about we're not talking about anything classified, I'm just gonna ask him to run a search on it, I think. Or do you think it's like... I don't know, what do you think? I just feel like it's drawing attention. Okay, I duck into, like, an alleyway. And the way that Jordan said it was, do you want to roleplay it out? It honestly sounded like he was baiting us into doing something bad. So... It it did sound like he was like, like, oh, do you want to roleplay it out? This is a challenge. (laughs) This is clearly a trap for you. Yes. And listen to the way he's fucking laughing right now. Like, you know that night glass laughter right there means I'm right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'm gonna duck into an alleyway first, okay. where, like, people aren't around. Okay. Faith is gonna stand guard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but non-suspiciously, like... Just kind of chillin' with her hood up, nice and hippie. <laughs> All right, cool. Chillin' with your head up, non-suspiciously. Yeah, you know, just like how everybody the wall. do. No big. All right. So Arlo, um, Arlo calls up Ryan. Uh, Ryan, yeah. Hey there, Ra Ra. How you doing? What did you yeah. call me? No, we're we're not. Are we not at nicknames not yet? Not even remotely close. All right, noted. My bad. I will. Uh, I'll dial that one back. Uh, I needed to ask if you could uh, have Bookworm run a search in her library for me for the um, the Fang of Mershock. Hmm. Right, I'll get her right on that one. And you can expect to have a workplace sensitivity class waiting for you when you get back. I'm just trying to foster a friendship. Remember, our relationship is such that I am your boss and you are my employee. At the most casual, you are my apprentice. I'm your apprentice? I love a riot out! A, si- a single tear falls down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Faith is, is literally just standing there with her face in her hand, just like shaking her head. Uh, yeah, so she'll get back to you on that one a little bit later. Obviously, Bookworm cannot just look up that stuff within an instant, so... You guys do still have some time, but that is being done. Shwayze. Hmm. Anyone else got a thing they wanted to do? Hey, you remember that spell that you can use where... Magical things glow? Like... Things that are under a charm glow. Oh yeah, detect magic. 
Yeah. Let me check through my prepare my prep spells for the day. I did not prepare detect magic, so I can't do that until tomorrow. Oh wait, can I ritual cast detect magic? Does it have a ritual tag? Yeah. Uh, then yeah, you can do that. It just takes you ten minutes. And I take ten minutes to ritual cast detect magic. Cool. What are you wanting to do with it? Um, I'm gonna have a look see at the the fang of Merle Dixon. Oh. Hey. Was that a Walking Dead reference? Maybe. Jesus Christ! That character died time. like ten years ago. I regret nothing. Wait, what did you cast it on? You didn't. You didn't cast it on the people. No, I ri- no, I ritual cast detect magic. I can just see the stuff. Yeah, no, it's not on oh. a specific thing. It's just okay. he can now see magic. I think Jordan was just inquiring okay. as far as like what specifically is he looking at. Yeah, no, I just want to know what you're doing with it. If you just want to have, like, the fucking Eyes of Thundara sight beyond sight, then <laughs> cool, bro, but it's not like, I need more. I hold oh the Sword God. of Omens up to my eyes. No, no. <laughs> I wanted to see if the people had an aura about them. Like, when Saith was um, charmed and tried to murder them. That is so smart. Yeah, I do that. Ooh, Jordan didn't realize that this was a possibility, and he hates it. That makes it real good. So mad. He's so mad. Yeah. Everyone everyone snaps for Katie. Yeah. Katie. Oh, actually not far off. I had thought of this possibility. I just never actually committed enough to thought to actually think of what the actual result is. Uh, gotta consider all possibilities so as you look out into the crowd you do not immediately see anything um roll me a perception check as you look out into the crowd alrighty that is a 16 unless you get closer to someone you're not like it's a pretty small town so everyone's kind of like scattered and spread out so you can't immediately like they're not like they don't have like a super saiyan-esque aura around them of hypnotic energy or anything like that so like unless you get close to someone which even from when you did do it to safe it was more there was like a glow in their eyes so you would need to like actually go up and interact with someone to be able to really Uh, do i see anyone that like we know and have talked to before you see Nelg walking by. I mean, Nelg is one of the, the sneeple. He wouldn't have the charm on him, I don't think. You asked if you recognize someone familiar. You see Nelg. Alright, I'm, uh... Wait, I have a have a surefire idea that is always endearing, no matter where you are. All right, so oh, I I, I I go up to a random townsperson. Uh, hello there. I'm, uh, names are a little good. Uh, you know, good to meet you. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine. And yourself? I'm I'm doing quite well. And uh, tell me, what is your um your favorite sport? Oh, my favorite sport. Hmm. Well, truth be told, I'm not really one for the sports. I'm more for for the 
that hard book reading, if you know what I mean. I, I prefer to just crack open a, a nice, refreshing book on a nice, warm day, and that, that's my activity. Well, that sounds absolutely lovely. And, well, well, well that's kind of changing gears. What's your favorite book, my friend? Ah, uh, my favorite book. Well, that would have to be... I wish I read more books. <laughs> You, you can make up a book, my dude. This is a fit. You control the entire world. Like, none of our books would actually, like, exist. You could just say a thing. You could just say, like, eight. Fine, you make up a fucking book. I'll see how easy it is to do on the fucking spot. Asswipe. <laughs> the history of living arboreal beings in Fandalin. Mm, riveting. I don't fucking know. It's a book title. It works. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, to say my personal men, the romantic comedy. Yes! <laughs> Damn it, that's good. <laughs> oh, Alright, yes, it's that. Oh. Of Mermaids of Men, of course. That that has to be my favorite. It's, it's a classic, you know. Can't go wrong with the classic. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's written by um R.A. Digby, right? Yes, the very one. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but R.A. Digby's um, greatest rival in writing is um QB. Squiggly. I, I'm personally not a fan of Squiggly's writing, but you know, I, I can appreciate what what they go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, as, you know, I, I've always been a, 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 a an RA fan, so you know, it's kind of like you know, you know, fuck Squiggly. Am, am I right? I mean, I wouldn't go quite that far with it. That, that seems a little harsh. I mean, I don't know. It was that whole big debacle where, like, you know, they had that that blood feud for a while, and like, you know, he. Oh my god, you see pink in his eye! Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of like gracefully exit the conversation because I'm sure you don't want me to roleplay that out. No! <laughs> Move on, please! And then I go tell him, yeah, he's enchanted. <laughs> the guy's hella enchanted, bro. He's under the effect of a charm spell of some sort. Exactly like how Saith was when she grabbed the key. I mean, he was under the effect of the uh, some manner of charm spell, but uh, he was also quite an enchanting man. Very interesting. Good conversationalist. Jesus Christ, Andrew. I swear to God. So they are indeed enchanted. Just as I had assumed, we know the information now. I'm pleased enough. Can I also take like a quick minute to look at the dagger? I want to say no out of spite. <laughs> uh, you look at the dagger and there is nothing magical about it. That is arguably more suspicious than it being like hella magical. So do you guys just want to wait until nighttime for your reconnaissance of Sasava, or did you guys want to do something else during the daytime? I'm good. Uh, I yeah, am... I, other than like maybe like trying to take like a healing potion, I'm good. I mean, given when it would like when this next part would happen, you guys can just take a long rest. Okay. Yeah. As you guys are having your rest, Arlo, your speaking stone begins to go off. Uh, you've reached a good Dr. Arlo Aegon. How can I help you? This is Ryan speaking. I've managed to uh, compile 
uh, Bookworm's findings as to that relic you were asking about. A little many thanks, my, uh, my, my sensei. It's better. So, it turns out that this Fang of Mashulk is actually a Yuan Ti relic, something that they used to use in sacrificial ceremonies a long time ago. Apparently, they believed that if they offered enough blood to their deities through it, that they would be able to ascend to godhood themselves. Ah, yes, the old blood for the blood <laughs> god thing. Typically not, however, there have been no reportings of such a thing for quite some time. And again, the Yuan-Ti have no reason to report such things, so it just means they're being more secretive about it than they once were. Curiosity's sake, why were you inquiring about this? Well, well, we we ask about it because we um we saw a large number of uh, our Sneeple friends gathered around that uh, relic. There's a fang of the shulk in the town. Uh, there is indeed. Hmm. We've confirmed that the people of the town are under an enchantment. I see. And then is to ascertain as to how this spell is being cast upon an entire population. Uh, that's our mission for tonight, ma'am. Go on. Uh, we're going to be um, pulling a bit of a stealth mission to uh, perform reconnaissance on uh, Granifor's right hand, uh, 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 a man by the name of Sasaba, one of the, uh, the auntie. Exceptionally careful about this. Obviously, if you are discovered during this, this could cause a major political upset. Of course, finding out that half the town is apparently under the hypnotic control of potentially these Yuan-Ti, it is still at maybe a mute point, but all the same, be careful. We'll be as quiet as a yes, library ma'am. mouse. Alright, report back to me in the morning. Right out. Uh, and she hangs up. Um, you guys also notice that as you end the call, Seven has opened up a little journal and is writing to himself in it. What you writing there, bud? He immediately closes the book, hides it behind him, dies with nothing. Are you, are you writing poetry? No. Um, opposed sleight of hand check. Alright, let's see that. So, 30. Yeah, you got his notebook. I'm imagining that, like, with the 30, that, like, she... She just, like, grabs for it, and then he fig- and he tries to, like, take it back, and then he looks in his hands, and it's just straight up not there, and she's already 10 feet away with the notebook. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so you manage to yes. get the notebook, open it, and sure enough, he is writing dark brooding poetry. The last entry of which you see involves something around, it's more of like a page of ideas on topics, in which it says, quiet as a library mouse. <laughs> I love that I've created this existential upset in his entire being. 
I love There's also the several like... other, like, quiet as the, and then something else that he has attempted to drag in, and then scratched out. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that is too perfect. That is too perfect. He, he manages to run up and, like, snatch it back, like, please don't. You know what? Do it. Is this shared with everyone, or is this something only Sate saw? <laughs> as of right now, only she is aware of this. Alright, guys. High for... High or low, alright? Which one is safe being mean, and the other one safe being nice? Hi, baby, you've been rolling hot all night. <laughs> the one that rolls on that one. I actually rolled a 19. Well then. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Safe is kind of gonna go. God, I feel like I'm speaking 90 lyrics from a rap song or something. Safe is going to kind of laugh, and she's going to recite the poem out loud. God damn, you're like a. I thought you were just gonna tell us. That's some high school bully shit. <laughs> Holy shit, that's messed up. Seven turns bright red, like normal tiefling color. Are you saying I'm not a normal tiefling color? Okay, but a tear falls down Tara's face, and she was like, that was beautiful. He just turns away and, like, just walks out of the room very ashamed. <laughs> oh, Now I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> this has this ever-growing list of enemies. <laughs> it's okay, this guy's not dangerous in any way. In all seriousness, his poetry is actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, I don't know what he was so uh, worried about. That was uh, that was pretty solid there. I mean, I'm not much one for poetry, but uh, I, don't know, I felt moved. Raylan speaks. I'm like, please don't harass him too much on it. He's pretty sensitive about that kind of stuff, actually. Sensitivity is a good trait mm. in men. It means they're easier to kill. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm kidding. I don't think you are. I'm kidding. No, no, no. But Tara chimes, and she's like, "No, that's true." What are you both of your lives? That's what my family taught me. No worries. I have absolutely no intention of murdering Seven. In fact, I'd like to do some murdering with. Seven. We're both assassins. On that note, I'm going to forcibly end this scene and move it along. <laughs> so you guys rest up here. Um, reset everything that you guys need. Do your prep for the mission ahead. And then you head out. You guys make your way over to the east side of town where you know where the Yuanti Temple is. It goes through a desert that is between two mountains. Um, and you just kind of wait out there for Sasava. And I need all of you guys to make me stealth checks. 
Did we did we get our pass without trace first? Can I just say that I I cast pass without trace? Yeah. So. And that's a nineteen on the die, so I don't I don't think we need to do math on that. It's a plus ten for pass without trace. That's <laughs> a twenty nine. Twenty four. Okay. So a little bit of time passes, and eventually, as you were told, Sasava does in fact begin to make his way out of town. Uh, you guys follow him for a good bit. It takes about an hour before you guys manage to get to the Yuan-Ti Temple. Unless you guys wanted to try and, like, intercept him prior to. I assume you guys are following him straight to the temple. Yes. Okay. See if there's any, any mischievous stuff going on there. Alright, yep. so as you come up to the temple, what you guys see looks like these large ruins that seem to be several stories high. There's several stone statues of snake-like creatures, some that look like regular serpents, some that look like snakes with humanoid features, some that just look like unlike anything you've ever seen. And there are torches lit along a set of stairs that go up to the temple entrance. And you see Sasaba heading up that way. As you guys make your way up, once you see the entrance to the temple, you do not see Sasaba anymore because there's like an immediate turn in there. So in order to have maintained like your stealth, it did unfortunately cost you line of sight with him, but you do know he is somewhere in this temple. So... Now comes the fun part where we get to do a little bit of dungeon crawling. Dun, Let's dun, do dun. Did you make us a map this time? Nope. Y'all don't have a map this time. Yeah. Sorry. Oh dear. I do, though. I, I don't like any you. part of how you said that. Bitch. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, though, just as a point of advice. One of you might want to think about, like, having a map made. Or, like, making one yourselves just to make your lives easier. How right. would we... Like, just someone to, like, mark the... Like, just make one as you go. Just for simplicity's sake. Just in case you need to, like, navigate oh. further. Who's our best uh, navigator? Mm. Your question, actually. What would like? How would we determine that? Would that be like survival? Um. Yeah, probably. That's probably gonna be when Tara just off of not me. I actually, I actually don't have um proficiency in survival. I only have a plus two to that. Uh, Well, I've got a plus three, so I guess I'll make the map. As you guys are debating who's actually the best person for this, Forngul speaks up. Wait, what? <laughs> actually, like, I'm pretty good at this kind of stuff. But yeah, Forngul has a uh, survival bonus of six. Jesus so fuck. A- nice. So technically he'd be the best one for this. Alright, Forngul, uh, I guess you're on map duty. Awesome! So, I guess I'll just say, if you guys need to recall anything, I'll just give you advantage on it since Forngul's with you guys. So, what's the uh, order you guys are going in? 
I should probably go in first just because of my ability to take hits. Or we could do the sneaky trap finder first so she can pick out any traps or other bad things. Mm, I mean, fair enough. So I guess we'll go um, Saith, then Arlo, then Terra. So as you guys enter, like I said, there's like an immediate turn as you go in there. As you walk down the corridor, Saith, give me a perception check. 22. Uh, 26. Oh, well, shit, that changes everything. So as you guys are walking along, you notice that there is a little um, switch on the floor that if one of you guys had stepped on would have triggered a trap. So you pointed out to everyone and you are able to clear through that one just fine. Woo. Woot. As you make your way down the hallway, you come across an uh, intersection. You have a path forward and a path to your right. Which one do you take? What is the... Okay, so this is an indoor temple, obviously. Is there yes. any obvious, like, scuffing on the floor to show um, which way has more movement? Like, more foot traffic? Roll me investigation. That's a, that's another 26. Uh, it looks like there's more sort of tracks or dust trails that lead off to the right. Alright, I'm gonna point out the right to them. Alright, so you make your way down to the right, which leads you into a large room. Now, there are several things that you see in here from where you're standing. Uh, there are about eight pillars just kind of holding up the roof of the room. And from where you are standing, you can see three potential ways to go. Or, I'm sorry, uh, two potential ways to go. I misspoke. There is what looks like a kitchen area off to the far left. Uh, to the left and ahead of you is another corridor. And then to the right of you is another corridor. Um... However, you also see six weird snake-like creatures that seem to be patrolling this particular room. They almost look like some weird combination of a serpent and a dragon-like creature, but they don't really have any humanoid properties like most UNT do. They just appear to be more monstrous in nature. A snaggin. Would I know what the species is the snagging? Would I know what the species is? Um, no. Okay. So the first thing that we could do is one by one go behind the pillars, but you guys would have to definitely crush your sneak rolls. If you guys want to do it individually, I'm going to require individual stealth checks from all of you. If you want to try and do it like as a group in some way, then I would only require one. And I was going to say, we have to sit, you have to stay within 30 feet of me for the past that trace to be maintained. We have to yeah, what? For you to go to either entrance would break the 30 feet. So if we do it the group way, I assume it would be like an average of, or, or the uh, best I would just, person's ability to sneak? I would just need one of you guys to do it. I wouldn't care who. I assume I know who it would be, but... <laughs> 
right. Let's just let's I just do a group. Sneak as a group. Like, I mean, obviously, the one we yeah. want to roll that sneak roll gotta be foreign goal. All right. Do it. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Uh, I w- I will say roll it with disadvantage, <laughs> just because it's for the group. So. You do get an additional plus ten to whatever the fuck your additional ridiculousness is, though. So. It's actually a plus twenty. You know what? Which direction you going? <laughs> 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 I feel like one day if we run into anyone that listens to the podcast, they're just gonna like hug Jordan and be like, "You poor man." All of you, stay away from him. It's okay. It's okay. They can't hurt you anymore. Which direction are you going, forward or right? Uh, which way looks more traveled? That's gonna be another investigation. Twenty-three. There's a fair amount of foot traffic going to the kitchen area, but aside from that, it's mostly going to the right. Okay, let's go towards the right. Alright. So, as you guys are making your way over there, because you're trying to be quick and also avoid any form of detection, first things first, on your way over there, you see that there was actually another passageway you could take in that same direction. So if you're heading towards what would have been the right passage, that is now the forward passage. There's another one also to your right that you could not have seen because it was on the same wall. Ooh. Which of those do you want to take? Original path or new one you didn't know about? So it'd be like making a U-turn, basically, to take the new path? It'd basically be like you'd be back in the same direction as when you came from, but it's down a different corridor. Do you guys want to go down the new one? The road less traveled? I mean, new secret path sounds promising. Let's go down the new secret path. Okay, so you make your way down there, and it leads you into this big open room. There's not really anything in there. As you continue to make your way down, you come across a... uh, You have three options to go to now, left, right, or forward. From where you are, here, some form of noise is coming from the left, and you don't really hear anything uh, from the front or rightmost passages. What do the sounds sound like? Is it like chanting, or...? Um, it's like a light muttering. It sounds like people are talking, but you can't, like, you're way too far away from wherever the source of it is to actually be able to hear it. Okay. My guess is that the left is probably like a meeting hall. Or, like, some dead end. Or it could um, be some exposition. I'm gonna do another... Or it could be some exposition. Do we want to just go, like, up close enough that we can hear the conversation? Well, you still have really high stealth. What if what if you just, like, go a little bit more forward ahead than we are? Okay. In order to try to get a better scope of things. Alright, I'll do that. Alright, so you're heading down the path to the left? Yep. Roll me perception. 25. Wait. 26. It's your golden number this time, isn't it? Um, it really is my golden number. I keep rolling 18. Like that every time. Alright, so you see another switch on the ground uh, that you almost stepped on, but you managed to avoid it just in time. So you make your way down 
as you do, you come across, uh, on your right, there looks like what's a prison cell, but there's no one in there for the moment. And then you also come across another hallway that looks like it leads back into the same room that you saw the, uh, six snaggins, is that what you called them? Uh, yep. Um, snaggins. Yeah, the six snaggins that were in originally, so you now know where that other path led, it was just a big circle. You see... Another three-way intersection, but with your dark vision, you can tell that the room ahead is actually like a large, what almost looks like a, like a sort of a ritual area or a place where someone would give a sort of speech or a sermon. And that is also where you hear the voices coming from. Uh, you do not... Uh, there is also uh, more corridors leading to the left and right, as you come up, uh, actually, uh, what do you choose to do? I mean, no, no, you can continue if you want. <laughs> no, no, I stopped for a reason. All right. Do? All right, so I think I want to, as carefully as possible, try to get a view into the ritual area and try to see if Sasava is in there. Like, do I recognize any of the voices now that I can hear them? Roll me investigation. 27. You can't make out the exact words that they are saying, but one, you can see that there are three hooded figures in there. Two of them sound eerily like Sasava. The third one sounds like some greasy blonde haired motherfucker. Fuckboy no. Supreme returns again. All right, I'm going to get a little closer and see if I can hear the conversation. Roll me another perception check. You're not going to believe this. It's another 26. <laughs> Good lord, woman. You and your fucking 26s. It's it's my it, it's like when we did the first session. It was all fifteens. Jesus. All right. As you manage to, or uh, as you attempt to make your way up, you notice out of the corner of your eye there are two more squads of snaggins making your their way over towards where you are. Is there anywhere I can hide? Like, is it? Uh, you would have to is backtrack there... a little bit. I will backtrack a little bit. So, as you go back, you come back across the uh, opening that leads into the uh, large open area with the other snaggins. You know that's a bad idea because the thing you're running from is there. Uh, the only other option that you have at this point is to go to the empty cell that you saw or to regroup with everyone else. You know what? I will do that. I'll regroup with everyone else and tell them that uh, Ash is here. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you guys see that Saith comes back over to you guys, and she relays that information to you all. So you are all now aware that you have 12 Snaggin heading your way, as well as the fact that Ash is present and speaking with two people, at least one of which is probably Sasaba, but again, they both have, uh, sounds like the same voice. I don't know, Leader, what do you think? Well... There's no real way that we can engage them openly. Not with uh, old fuckboy Supreme backing them up there. So we need to either 
find a way to take him out of the equation and come at him that way. Uh, find a way to get there stealthily so that we can listen to that conversation. Or maybe there's some way we could disguise ourselves. Or some, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing here. I'm really pissed that I didn't take that cantrip where I can disguise myself. Why would you not take that? That's so useful. I do want to toss out one thing just to remind you about this one, Kagi. Your cat has alter self. <gasps> my cat has alter self! Oh my god! Oh my good golly gosh. She's gonna ask Moby to, uh, to do the thing, to turn into a... How would she turn into a Sneeple or a Snaggin? I mean, if he turned into a Snaggin and took out one of the other Snaggins and blended in with a group of six Snaggins, it would fit in. I'll do a Snaggin. Alright, you managed to turn Modi into a Snaggin. Um, just a further reminder, since apparently you don't remember how any of this shit works, you have a current- you currently have a telepathic link set up with Modi, and he speaks through you. So, mm-hmm. you're gonna be in control of him for this, but your body is still separate from his. So, you guys managed to hide within the immediate area. Safe, you are in control of Snaggin' Modi. What do you do? Snaggin' Modi is gonna go back towards the... You know what? He's actually gonna wait until the group of other Snaggin' pass. Alright, um... So... You see them both coming down. Uh, one group veers off and goes into, like, the larger room, but the other group does come up towards you. And then one of them comes up and says, What are you doing here? Where's your group? I am a new recruit. Ah, new brood. Yes. I am here to both worship and support. You talk smart-like. Impressive. I am from... Come, come, new brood. The Outer Rims. Uh... The Outer Rims. The Outer Rims. Too much. Uh... They almost exploded. It matters not! Please, leave me! Let us go. Alright, um... He continues going in the direction of all of you. Oh, Peter. They're getting close. Mm. Is there anything you would like to try and do with Modi? Dot, dot, dot. Loading. 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 Are you talking about an app or your thoughts? My thoughts. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it's just the weird. What do you music think, Skinner? Skinner, Skinner, I need your opinion. <laughs> oh my Christ! Are we actually asking your fucking cat? I mean, I'm playing a cat, so... 16. 
Uh, based on the conversations you've been having with them so far, these things are pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you're right. So, like, these aren't, like, hyper-intelligent creatures. They're, like... It's a miracle they can form sentences. Ah, <laughs> nice. So, this may not be, like, a super complicated puzzle to get them to go somewhere else. It may be pretty easy to trick them. Guys, how should I trick the dum-dums? Why don't you just ask them, hey, what's down this other hallway? Oh, yeah, okay. What's down this hallway over here? They all stop, turn around, and say, ah, food's there. Food. And they all start just saying food over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> A group after Tara's own heart. We should food. Should food. Should food. Yes, food. Food. And they all start heading towards the meal hall. Oh my god. <laughs> we spent so long deliberating and all we had to do was say, we should food. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, dog. Oh my god. That was embarrassing to all of us. Yeah, it's almost like I intentionally made them talk like fucking Neanderthals or something. <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. I feel dumber than the fucking goddamn... Snaggins. Snaggins. Alright, Modi's gonna turn around and go back towards where the big bads were hanging out and try to listen in on their conversation. So, he makes his way over to them, and... Is he trying to hide? Yes. Alright, roll stealth. 30. Oh, my actual god. What? Thank goodness you're rolling high today. All right. So. There is no God, only safe and insane stealth rolls. For real. (laughs) All right. Is Modi still a uh, snagging? Yes. Okay. So he makes his way into the room that you saw the two people and Ash in there. And he manages to tuck himself away pretty well. And he gets to a point where he can overhear the conversation, and since you have a telepathic link, you can also overhear the conversation. Are you sure you're going to be able to get this done before the election is over? And this is Ash speaking. Uh, Followed by one of the other hooded feet creatures. says, of course we will. I keep telling you it is fine. Granivore is none the wiser as to our intentions, nor of our manipulation of the townsfolk. He continues to preach on about equality for the lesser races, and we continue to gain surveillance and influence. There is no problems to be had, our friend. Well, for your sake, I certainly hope so. I'm betting a lot on you guys being able to do all of this, after all. It's no fun, it's no suffering to be had. That being said, I still think it might be easier if you were to employ my help a little more liberally. 
and he pulls out a small gem. It's like this weird black crystal sort of thing. It's spiky and jagged from all angles. And the other hooded figure says, No, no, no. We insist on doing this our own way. We have no need to influence Granifor's mind directly. Simply keep him happy and doing what he thinks. Then, when the time is right, we will be sure to unleash our own destructive impulses. I assure you, regardless of the results of the election, you will have your suffering. It is only a matter of time before we unleash Granifor's true potential and reclaim what was rightfully ours. Isn't that right, brother? And the other figure turns back and says, Indeed. My dear sister, we shall see that Mershalk's will is carried out without the outside interference of others, though your concern is still appreciated. So, you overhear all of this safe, and then similar to last time you listened in on him, you see Ash sniff the air. And he says, I thought you said there were only the three of us in here. There are only the three of us. Right. One moment, please. And he walks over to where Modi is hiding. Modi is just gonna kind of like, he's like sitting there playing with a thread on his uh, robes, like looking entirely way too fascinated. Uh, These things do not wear clothes. Oh, he's looking at a particular scale on his skin that is particularly shiny and he's moving it back and forth to catch the light, just entirely too fascinated. So Ash comes over and sees this and says, Some of your trash found its way in. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. And he summons his glaive. You truly are God! They did tell me so. And looking for foods am in wrong place. Well, you are certainly in the wrong place. Definitely at the wrong time. And he stabs down. In that instance, Modi bursts into flames and then reforms back by your side, Safe. Oh, okay, good. He's uninjured. Yeah, no, like I said, familiar rules. She's going to scratch him behind the ears, pick him up, put him back on her shoulder, and then she's going to quickly say, we need to get out of here. As you say that, you hear a deep, guttural roar come from the chamber where you saw them as Ash and and the two other people come out looking pissed. 
And that is where we shall pause our tale for now. Aw, oh, man. Nice try. Oh my god, how has it been an hour and 40 minutes? Uh, because y'all fucked around a lot with things that didn't need fucking around with. Damn. We did fuck around a lot. Thank y'all so much for uh, joining us. Um, if you like what you heard, then please head on over to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Agents of Damned, where you can check out our after show, Peek Behind the Screen, where we talk about all the crazy things that happened and uh, maybe some get some insight on how these guys plan on getting the fuck out of Dodge, because mm, not a great place they're in. Uh, of course, if you nope. also subscribe, then you can also get our next episode a whole week earlier than everybody else. So, hey, there's some good incentive for you there. Um, of course, we also have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where you can follow us there. We do semi-regular updates on things going on with the channel and just other things that we happen to find. You know, just the huge. Uh, speaking of the huge, we got some plugs. Um... First up, we have Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose, a local South Charlotte bakery that specializes in exclusively cheesecakes. They got tons of different things they can do. They got all manner of cookie, candy bar, fruit, generic, any kind of flavor you can think of, even some other crazier ones. Uh, You really got to check out their Facebook site for that one so you can really see exactly what they bring to the table. Uh, again, that is Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose. Um, I realize I did that. I order from how I usually do it. Anyway, next up, we have Blackfeather Graphics. Um, <laughs> a freelance um, graphic artist. Uh, they helped us out with the show for our own logo and uh, all of our things on our social medias that we use. Um They've also helped out a bunch of other people with some of their own logos and projects, um, as well as various other things, apparel, things of that nature. Uh, check them out at blackfeathergraphics.com. Um, believe all that leaves is Kinetic Concepts. I'll let the person more qualified talk about that one. Uh, yep, yep. So Kinetic Concepts, personal training. Uh, I know I normally plug the uh, Kinetic Concepts. Yeah, and you can still check us out on Instagram, Kinetic Concept CLT on Instagram. Uh, but I also want to take this moment to give a shout out to my uh, my little sister Avery, who did our um, character art that you can see over on all of our social media, like our official character art, because it's uh it's really well done, and I'm very proud of her. It's all really fucking cool. It is so dope. And speaking of art that was um, customized to our. Uh, characters, please check out Sailor Spooky Art on Twitter. She also did a custom art piece for us. If you would like to, um, if you would like her to do a custom um, character, uh, what's the word? Commission. Uh, she is actually very affordable, um, and her artwork is just pretty darn awesome to look at. So please check out Sailor Spooky Art on Twitter. Give her a shout. Give her some shares. She's super duper awesome. And I hope you enjoy our uh, custom character art on all of our social media platforms. All right. I guess that's going to do it for us this time. Um... As I said last time, I'm still needing any 
help on uh, spells and magic items. If you guys can think of them, just go ahead and put it on all of our social medias. Again, that is Facebook and Instagram at Agents of Damned and Twitter at Agents of D. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes and things of that sort. Kind of helps really get the word out on the show. And, you know, just share it with a friend, family, person that you think might like this. Just whoever. Anything you guys can do to help spread the show really helps us out and lets us know that you're enjoying what you're hearing. Um, so, until next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.